0: Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Faith Talk 1360. Uh, we're here uh, in place uh, today, substituting for Tom Brown. He's our, your regular host on Koinonia. Uh He's a good friend, and he's just a wonderful, lovely, godly man. He loves to pray, and uh, you know, if he sounds kind on the radio, he is—he is as kind a, a brother as I know anywhere. And he's—he's he's actually, he, I send him my prayer list. I've got a prayer, personal prayer team, and Tom is part of that team, and I appreciate it very much. And who the heck am I? My name is Gary Kinnaman, and I do this show for Tom once a month, sometimes twice a month, if I don't get into trouble with Tom. And uh, I was a pastor in the East Valley in Mesa for 25 years, and now I'm serving as a kind of pastor at large, and I do a lot of networking, bringing leaders together. And uh, today is a real special day. I was surprised that we could get this... uh, Distinguished guest, the Honorable Mayor of Mesa, John Giles, and uh, he's with us as as well as the leader of for our city. Uh, uh, I'm so bad sometimes, you know me with names, <laughs> Linda, Linda Mosier, whom I know really, really well. But uh, I keep telling people that you know I'm getting older and older, so I'm, I'm sort of just I'm sort of just practicing dementia to get people used to used to me you know in my even elder more elderly years so anyway uh it's just really great to have the two of you here today and uh welcome especially to our our mayor of mesa and uh you've been around the valley for a while is that right mayor john
0: uh thanks gary yeah well i'm born i'm a Mesa native, uh, so fifty-six years ago, I I A young here. guy. That's right. Who's not losing <laughs> his memory? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I haven't made it very far. I guess would be another way to say it. I'm, I'm uh, but I that's what makes it fun to be the mayor of Mesa. I mean, being the mayor of your hometown really is uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's something I'm passionate about, and something you know, I, I I can't think of anything I would rather do than than work uh, to. Uh, to improve and to preserve and uh, protect uh, the city that I love so much
1: it's great and uh, John I've known I've known uh, the mayor here for a little while uh, casually and we've done we've our paths have crossed in some interfaith things that we've done and, and some of the things that that a lot of us are trying to do to to make our cities our our, our metropolitan area better and um, uh, one, one of the things that really uh, i'm I'm impressed you know one of the things i've said if i if I could live another life and be anything, I would be a professional golfer because they seem to have they just seem to be in control of their life you know other than t- tiger woods but uh <laughs> you know, he 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 wasn't you know wasn't always so calm in a golf course but uh you you just have that temperament you could be a pro golfer i mean you're just so pleasant and uh with all the pressures uh of leading or what are you? Fifth? We're the fiftieth largest city in in the country.
0: Uh, <laughs> we are the thirty eighth largest Cleveland. city in in the country. We're, we're uh, bigger than a lot of cities that are household names. We're nearly a half a million people.
1: Yeah, I think bigger bigger than Pittsburgh. And I think. Sure. Yes, yeah. big, bigger than, bigger than, than Cleveland
0: than, than most cities you can. Yeah. there's a lot of well known kind of Rust Belt cities that that actually are are not that big. Maybe they're yeah. part of a larger metropolitan area. So, yeah, we're we're. Um, like I say, one of the bigger cities that is not a household name.
1: Yep. Well, listen, I, I, wanna, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, how do you stay c- calm in the storm? Because there's so much stuff going on. Uh, my nephew is a police officer in Mesa, and he was just in Dallas for the funeral services. And we may talk a little bit about that. Uh, come back. Join us. We're going to have an interesting conversation here today. We're back. Whenever I hear that uh, that thump in music, I think we should be doing a sports talk or radio show or something, you know. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we have two wonderful guests with us today. Uh, my name is Gary Kinneman sitting in for Tom Brown. I do this for him from time to time. And uh, I have with me in the studio, and we're live today, Mayor John Giles from the city of Mesa, the 38th largest city in the United States and a city with all the challenges that any large city has. And uh, Linda Mosier, who doesn't exactly work for the mayor, but uh, she does whatever he wants her to do. Uh, Actually, she is the executive director of For Our City in Mesa, and uh, it's a movement that has has had a wonderful impact in, in a number of cities. And we'll have Linda talk about that just in just a moment. But uh, Mayor Giles, just before we took a break, I, I mentioned that I've been impressed. You, you're you just a very you – know, first of all, you don't strike me. You're not very political. You don't strike me as a politician. Uh, you're just a fine gentleman. What did you do before you became mayor?
0: Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm going to uh, dispel any positive impression people have <laughs> on me now. I, by admitting that I was, I practiced law in Mesa for 25 years, uh, but uh, was also—that's uh, what I did to earn a paycheck. But what I really enjoyed doing was being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I did serve a term on our city council back in the 1990s, and really enjoyed that. But kind of thought I'd worked all that out of my system, but uh, and but remained very involved in doing interfaith work and in the Mesa United Way and other things uh, between then and and when I took advantage of. The opportunity to run for mayor a couple of years ago,
1: yeah, and uh did you know Pat Gilbert
0: Pat and I are good friends, yeah,
1: yeah, I got to know him really well that was he was serving about the same time was uh, vice mayor of Mesa, I think
0: yes, I served on the city council with with pat. with
1: pat yeah yeah, and uh so <sighs> our world is uh is upside down yes, and um what what are you seeing? What, what are the ch- unique challenges that you're seeing in in the city of Mesa, and maybe in the larger, certainly in the larger uh, Phoenix area? I'm, I'm sure you have lots of conversations with other city leaders, uh, mayor of Phoenix, and, and the governor yeah. from time to time. So uh,
0: yeah, we, we, we do. Uh, the, uh, I, I'm I'm proud to let people know that that uh, I think government, local government, works very well in in Arizona and in the metropolitan Phoenix area, in the Maricopa County area. We're we're very um, uh, collaborative in the way we work with our neighboring cities. Uh, as you know, the Phoenix metropolitan area is uh, is is huge. Mesa, uh, in and of itself, is is a big community, nearly half a million people. But you combine that with the uh, the million and a half of Phoenix and and Chandler, Gilbert, Scottsdale, all you know coming in Tempe, uh, you know, uh, well over two hundred thousand people. They, what we've got is one of the largest metropolitan areas in the country. Yes. So it's a very urban area. It's, a, it's an area that has all of the challenges uh, of any huge urban area in our country. Um, and a, as you point out, nationally we're in a very challenging time right now. The, the, uh, the racial uh, tensions that we're uh, seeing across the nation and that have manifested themselves here locally even are very troubling. Um, so I, I think it's important that even though that is a, a problem that is national in scope, that at a local level here in Arizona, we realize that the solution to that problem is one that has to, to be generated locally. Mm. Uh, so we we can't feel disconnected from that. We mm-hmm. have to be very engaged. Uh, Mesa and, and the Phoenix area generally, I think like a lot of other parts of the country, we have strengths and weaknesses. Speaking for Mesa, one of our great strengths is our faith community. So uh, I've been... A, uh, very uh, appreciative, uh, and I, I've, I've reached out to, to Linda and, and for our cities' uh, organizations as I think a very important part of the the, the puzzle pieces uh, to for Mesa to be successful. We need to really engage with the faith community in a big way, as big a way as we possibly can.
1: Um, how, how do you decide to run for mayor? That just seems uh, just to, for any public office. You know why? Sometimes I wonder why would somebody do that. You you have to. Personally, I know you're a man of faith, and, and uh, I'm sure that that played into into your decision. And uh, you feel you can make a difference, I presume.
0: Well, yes. I mean, you're you're right. I I think I mentioned earlier I, I dabbled in city government back in the '90s. Had a great experience, but really thought that I had no intention of doing more with it. Uh, but uh, when the the situation presented itself, I was initially resistant to it, and and after. Frankly, no one else stepped up for a prolonged period of time. I was, uh, I allowed myself to seriously think about it. And when that happened, uh, it, it dawned on me that there is nothing I would rather do than be the mayor of Mesa, Arizona. I, I love Mesa. Uh, and the idea that I could dedicate my full professional uh, uh, energies towards a cause uh-huh. like uh, you know, my hometown, once I, I, like I say, once I allowed my mind to, to go there, I was hooked because I realized there's nothing I'd rather do. So uh,
1: there were some others that urged you.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm sure p- people recall uh, Scott Smith uh, ran, was the, did a great job of mayor of Mesa but uh, resigned in the middle of his term to run for governor. So that created a an, an opening that people hadn't anticipated. Uh-huh. So there was kind of a, a scramble. Uh, yeah. What are we going to do now? and that's how I was recruited by some of the current council members to to think about it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've known each other. I was I was deeply embedded in Mesa, lived there for over 20 years and was a pastor of Word of Grace, which is now Hillsong Phoenix. And uh so, I, my kids went to uh, Mountain View and, and Westwood High School. Did you go to Mesa High yourself? No, I'm, I'm a
0: Westwood Warrior. You're a Westwood uh, yeah, Warrior. There, there's not a lot of things you can say to insult me, but asking me if I'm a jackrabbit. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> with Linda. Linda is a jackrabbit. So, oh, okay. Uh, some of, uh, some of yeah. those wounds have been. Yeah, healed. yeah. yeah. But, uh, but my kids went to Mountain View as well. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. yeah, so uh, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts, Mayor Giles? What are your thoughts? About what everybody else is thinking about right now, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to he- you know if you are brave enough to share with our audience your thoughts about what what happened in Dallas and Baton Rouge and and uh, what what steps are being taken in the city of Mesa to uh, to address some of those things. We've had some demonstrations here that uh, have gotten a little out of hand, and I don't think we've had anything in Mesa at this point.
0: Well, nothing that's gotten out of hand. I, I'm, I'm proud of the way that the faith community, frankly, has been at the front of, uh, in Mesa responding to this situation. Uh, about a, a week ago uh, tomorrow night, last, last Tuesday, uh, there was an, a, a great African-American church in Mesa that organized a, an event. Uh, and uh, I was there, our, our police chief, a, a, a good portion of uh, the police administration was there. Along with a, a, a large uh, representation of folks from the African American community mm, that are concerned about this issue, I got to tell you, it was extremely productive uh, and, an, and an extremely positive meeting. So uh, we were there because there was a problem, and that yes. everyone acknowledged that. That's why we were there. Yeah. But uh, the attitude that was there and the the uh, just the consensus that that some of the thoughts I expressed earlier, the solution to this is the community coming together, not the community. Uh, Getting on different sides of one another. Yeah,
1: yeah. To to build those bridges, you know, that's been something that I've been doing, trying to get people to work together. Just to get the evangelical churches to work together is a challenge sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah. Good laughs> you know, people they 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 don't want to. You know, they don't want to. You know, they, they're not always uh, excited about uh, the Catholics having a pope. You know, and, but sometimes I think every pastor I know has a little bit of pope in him. You know, and. uh <clears throat> So, uh, Linda, I want to bring you into the conversation. Linda, uh, and I've known Linda now for several years, and she's been, an, I would call her, an activist in the community. And uh, tell us about For Our City, Mayor Giles is saying, how important it is to ha- for the, you know, in a, in a, t- a time w- when people talk about separation of church and state, and that often means we don't talk to each other, we don't work together, you know, for fear somebody's going to proselyte somebody else. But uh, Mayor Giles has reached out, as as have the other mayors of the of the East Valley cities, G- give us a little background on how how it ha- got started and, and how how you got how you got in it.
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I first became involved with Far City probably about six years ago. Uh, I was actually doing an internship at a church in Tempe, where I began working with. Um, John McCatton and Jim McCatton who had begun the East Valley Mayor's Prayer Breakfast Mm -hmm. and also uh, they were serving Mayor Hallman at the time. Mm -hmm. In Tempe. In Tempe and they were providing neighborhood cleanup. They were using churches as a place to come together to help solve the community problems Mm -hmm. and so um, that idea spread to Chandler, Mesa, um, Gilbert. And so now we are a coalition of faith community, nonprofits, and uh, city people who come together once a month. And we talk about um, and provide services to help our city in different areas.
1: And uh, how many can you name the cities? I can name a few. We have Gilbert Chandler, (laughs) Mesa, Scottsdale. Apache Junction.
2: Apache Junction's beginning. We Uh also have uh, Queen Creek.
1: And Queen Creek, yes. Yes.
2: They actually, they're teaming together to host the East Valley Mayors Prayer Breakfast this upcoming year.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. So, um, and it's spreading. And we do have, um, I think there are some other communities that are in the west side of Phoenix. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Queen Creek has a a wonderful, uh, they call it... uh, Love your city day or something. I do you remember the? They've got a. They've got a. They mobilize all the churches, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for s- s- city service. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we call it Make a Difference Day. Make a
1: Difference Day. Yeah. yeah. In Mesa. In yeah. Mesa. Yeah. And um, so you're doing that. And what else are you doing, Linda? I mean, <laughs> are you always you're 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 in the middle of a lot of stuff? We bump into each other.
2: Yeah, we. Do.
1: Laugh at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly well, you laugh at me.
2: Right. <laughs> Well, you just make me laugh, Gary, you know, you're just such such a fun personality. Um some of the other things that I'm I'm a part of is uh Congressman Matt Salmon's faith based advisory council um and neighborhood partnership council. So mm-hmm. we come together once a month and talk about how uh churches can impact uh policy and, and uh develop programs here in the East Valley as a coalition. Uh, Some of the areas that we've been focusing on are mental health issues, um, bringing the communities together for safety and and those kind of things.
1: And uh, why why don't we talk about, uh, well, we'll we'll leave this for our talk right after the (laughs) break, but I'm going to ask Mayor Giles what some of the things are, are particularly on his heart. And, uh, and we'll talk about some of the things that are actually happening in Mesa, in, in this coalition of, of, of faith, faith uh, communities, churches, and, um, and the mayor's office. Don't go away. This is Koinonia, You're li- listening to Faith Talk Radio 1360, and this is Gary Kinnaman sitting in for Tom Brown. Tom is your regular host, and we love to talk. Koinonia, of course, is a Greek word that means sharing things in common, and uh, it uh, it describes what happened in the early church in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came on the early church. They were all together in the upper room, and then there were lots, and there were 3,000 added to the church, and... It just talks about how they were all together, and, and they were they committed themselves, actually, it says, to the fellowship, the koinonia, sharing, really sharing things in common. We have so many differences. We were talking a little bit about this before the break, and uh, America's f- facing uh, just angry polarization. Sometimes it really troubles me that Christians get into the fight. Uh, you know, we fight more than... Sometimes I think we fight more than we pray. And uh, Jesus said... Blessed are the peacemakers, not just the peaceful. Sometimes I think people want to come to church because they just want to have a better life and be more peaceful. But uh, blessed are the peacemakers. And sometimes you can talk to Jesus about this. Making peace will cost you your life. It's very, very difficult to make peace when people are angry and hostile. But in in the book of Ephesians, it tells us that uh, Jesus has destroyed the dividing walls of hostility by his work on the cross, he didn't just die to forgive us our sins, but really for us to follow in his footsteps. He he is an example to us of how he's reached out. In, in the very early days of the church, there was the the, the issue of Jews and Gentiles. And then the Bible talks about men and women, male and female, slay, economic differences, slaves and, and freemen. And uh, in Christ, uh, all of us are... We're to be one. And um, so that's really, that's in a sense why I'm talking to our mayor, John Giles. He's with us, our, male, our, our mayor in Mesa. I'm living in Gilbert now, but I still feel like Mesa is my home. I was there for half my life.
0: We still claim you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. And uh, John, John has made a real effort to reach out to the faith community, and, and there's a movement in the East Valley cities at least. It's called For Our City. And you can look at this online, forourcity.org. And uh, you can see exactly what's going on. And I have also in the studio with me uh, Linda Mosier, who is the d- executive director of For Our City for Mesa. And uh, I, before the break, I said I, I wanted to ask you, Mayor Giles, what, what is it that what, – what really is your passion? I mean, when you, when you're a mayor, you've, you've got to kind of dabble. You've got to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. But every leader, every community leader, whether it's a, a mayor or, or a state senator or the governor or the president of the united states they come to office with an agenda and maybe that's sort of a, a not a, a good word but you you've you came to the office with with uh, certainly with a passion for certain things and they, you know certainly a passion to work with a faith committee but uh, community but uh share with our audience what, what what is it that really motivates you to do what you're doing and what are some specific things that you feel like are just you know.
0: thank, thank you, Gary. I appreciate the, the chance to talk about this. Um, it, I've been talking for the last couple of years about a thing I call Next Mesa. We've, we've got this great City of Mesa logo that I that I love. It's the three flat-top mountains sitting in front of each other. And to me, it's a great way to visualize the fact that we are on a certain level as a community, but, uh, but my task as mayor and, and those of us that serve in city government, our task is to get from one level to the next. Uh, I think we need to be focused... Uh, we do need to celebrate our, our achievements and the things that are great about Mesa, and that's an easy thing to do. I, I, I could take, you know, the whole talk show today and, and give you lots of uh, bragging points about Mesa. But, well, go ahead and brag a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> rather than do that, frankly, but I, I think it, my, my more important role is to focus on Mesa's weaknesses and to think about you know, to talk about what can we yep. do to get better. Uh, and there's a couple of things uh, that have stood out to me over the last uh, several months. Is, we uh, and and one of them is this very timely topic of, of public safety and supporting our, our police so that we can can be better uh, at providing the essential service of public safety. So that is, is one of our one of my primary focuses, particularly in the next few months. We're we're um, we're asking for more resources uh, for our, our public safety personnel for hiring more police officers. The, I think one of the ways that we can try to avoid some of the contentious, horrible things that we see happening in, in other communities in the United States is to have a a well-staffed and a well-trained police force. Uh, and, and Mesa is back in growth mode. You know, for the last several decades, Mesa has been one of the fastest-growing communities in the country. We are that again. Mm-hmm, uh, we we mm-hmm. took off a decade or so with the economic downturn, mm-hmm. but... But uh, we're building more new houses in Mesa than they are in Gilbert right now. Wow. Uh, the whole southeast part of Mesa out by the, the Gateway Airport yeah, yeah. is is on fire. And so we are playing catch-up when it comes to our public safety programs mm. again, building, trying to figure out how to hire new police officers, how to build new fire stations. So uh, we are going to the public asking for more resources for that. That will allow us, for specifically uh, having to do with, with the police situation, if we're better staffed, the the police are going to have more opportunities to do what we call community policing, which is not just running from one call to another but actually getting involved in the community, knowing who people are mm-hmm. and, and being able to respond better. Also, if they're better equipped and better trained, that will help avoid some of these situations, hopefully, mm-hmm. that we see in other communities. So th- so that's one of the things we're passionate about, I'm passionate about right now, is, is trying to make things better when it comes to public safety. The other is education. Uh, education is a challenge throughout our state, as mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and yeah. uh, the the funding of we're the, not in the top ten. No, we're not. We are in a group of ten, but it's not the top ten. Uh, <laughs> so that is a challenge, and and I, I, you know, there's a lot of uh, conversation uh, on the political side about how we best fund education. But that's another issue that that I that I'm anxious to to bring. Uh, the city resources to. We're not trying to h- hedge in on the K twelve uh, uh, plate. You know, our, we got a great school district, a great superintendent. They're doing a great job. But uh, higher education at one end and pre K on the other end, I think, is a very critical role for the city to get involved in. So. Mm-hmm. So right now, public safety and education uh, are are the two things at the top of my agenda.
1: Yeah, and Mesa Community College is huge, isn't it? One of the largest uh, community colleges in the country.
0: It is not only one of the largest, but one of the best. Uh, there's not there's a lot of universities, quote unquote, in, in other cities across the nation that are that are smaller than Mesa Community College. Uh, it's about twenty four thousand students right now. Mm. Does a great job. It's one of the the, the real points of pride of our community yeah and it's just a wonderful campus i was on the campus for the meeting that we had the 2020
1: uh, meeting that we had a couple weeks ago and we we met in the library it's just it's really a beautiful campus they built some new buildings over there our church word of grace we had our easter sunrise service every year for a decade or more in the football stadium yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a great facility yeah, we're, we're very proud of the higher ed opportunities we have, but we need to do more. Right now, Mesa has – 24 percent of our workforce uh, has post-secondary education, mm-hmm. something after high school. Uh, we need to be better than that. That mm-hmm. We're not going to be competitive uh, on a regional or national level unless we do something to improve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mesa Community College is a big part of that. And ASU is going into downtown. That's something we're working on right now. We're going to the voters, asking for some some funds to build an ASU campus right in the heart mm-hmm. of downtown Mesa, right across from our Mesa Arts Center, right uh, at a light rail station. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's very complementary uh, as far as the geography of downtown mm-hmm. Mesa and the Tempe campus. So mm-hmm. uh, we are working hard to to explain why we think that's a good idea.
1: I know Grand Canyon was considering it, but they've cons- they're considering so many things at the same time. They've had to kind of put that on the shelf on East Valley campus. So uh, how do you feel that the faith community uh, can be particularly helpful? And you can speak for Mesa, but, you know, we have a a faith-based, this is a faith-based faith talk radio, and uh, we certainly have a a faith-based audience, of listeners and, uh, and so speak specifically uh, about Mesa, and this is where I'd like to get Linda in the conversation as well. Some of the things that 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 you believe the where the faith community can really make a, a difference, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe generally, some, someone may be listening and they may think, yeah. uh, well, this they hear the, they may hear the call of God as they hear you talk about what what uh, is happening in Mesa.
0: Well, uh, I give credit for this to Linda and to for our city and to the the faith. Groups In Mesa, I mentioned earlier, I think one of the great strengths of Mesa in particular is our faith community. So uh, that's not just a potential that is that is a realized uh, asset in our community. Linda can can tell you a lot about the uh, most of the food pantries, I would say almost all of the food pantries in in Mesa are operated by faith groups. Mm. Uh, So they are where the rubber hits the road when it comes to caring for the poor and the homeless in our community. Mm. Uh, also, as we know, uh, church-going people have a pretty good track record of voting, so they help set the policies in, in mm-hmm. our community. So it's important that people of faith uh, make good decisions when they vote and that they, mm-hmm. they study the issues. Uh, so that's, I, I, um, I love going to church, uh, and I've uh, frankly been to a lot of churches in Mesa, Part of that is because I love just to go and worship with, with uh, my brothers and sisters in the community. Part of it is because uh, those are the voters of our community. Those are the people that I want to communicate with and, mm-hmm. and make sure that they understand what's going on in our community. So, so that, that it's important that they, that they realize mm-hmm. the role they play in setting the policy.
1: I, I gave a message. I spoke at our church plant out in Santan Valley. It's, I think, the second largest church in Pinal County now. There's about about 1,000 people going to church out there and uh, i spoke on the uh, the price of freedom and uh as abraham lincoln said in his Getty, gettysburg address you know that that uh that these you know that their death the death of these people will not be in vain and that so so there's been so much sacrificed for america to be what it is today and we you know we see that uh that happening in in uh, baton rouge and dallas and, and uh it just as I was actually giving the message, I just felt overwhelmed with this sense of responsibility, because we've been given we've been given something that's that's unlike anything in the history of nations, and uh, we we have a responsibility to, to carry on the good work and, and to, to live out that freedom responsibly and to the to very to, at the very least to vote. Linda, what what, uh, what are some specific things that you're working uh, with Mayor Giles on?
2: Well, we have um, – there's quite a few things uh, that For our City has taken under their their care and concern. Well, I got
1: two pages of single-space yeah. <laughs> bullet points. and
2: <laughs> Yeah, lots of detail there. So, but, um, yeah, we – you know, one of the main things that we're working on right now is uh, we are helping with um, Neighbors Helping Neighbors, which was a group that we brought together to help – uh,
1: some of our friends in the Mesa Royale uh, neighborhood. Okay, and the Mesa Royale neighborhood. And, and let me guess, it's not one of the best neighborhoods.
2: You would be guessing,
1: even though it's Royale, right. and uh, there are some really unique things happening in that neighborhood. And we're going to talk about that. God working miracles, and uh, I think you. I think this music is going to go on for another few m- minutes, but uh, maybe you can just close your eyes and pray. For America, it's not real religious, but uh, take a deep breath, and we'll we'll be back with you in just a minute or two. We're back for the last uh, segment, and uh, I think I left it with you, didn't I, Linda?
2: Yes, she did, Okay. I
1: think. <laughs> uh, we're talking, uh, my name is Gary Kinneman, I'm sitting in for Tom Brown. I do this about once a month, uh, sometimes twice. Give Tom a break. There's several of us that are guest hosts regularly here on Koinonia, Faith Talk Radio 1360, and I have in the studio with me today uh, our mayor in Mesa, John Giles, and I was really surprised and delighted that he was willing to come over. We said we'd arrange for him to sit at his desk and do this on the phone. But he wanted to come over to the studio, do it live. And, and uh, one of his colleagues from Mesa, one of the people serving, serving the faith community kind of element in the community, working with the mayor, is Linda Mosier. And Linda uh, is the executive director of For Our City Mesa, and you can look, you can check that out at ForOurCity.com. And uh, we were talking about some of the things. And you, you started to say this, uh, talking about the uh, Mesa Royale neighbor, uh, neighbors helping neighbors. And, you know, I'm, I, I have to say that I'm not familiar with the neighborhood, even though I lived in Mesa for almost 25 years. So what, what are the unique challenges there? And, and how, is the, how is the mayor's office working with you and you with the mayor's office to address? What are the challenges there? And what are you doing?
2: Well, um, that's maybe I can shorten it up a little bit, but uh, basically, it's an older neighborhood where uh, conditions just became uh, run down.
1: What over. What's the zip code? What are the What are the cross streets?
2: Cross streets would be Main Street and uh, Extension in oh, the yeah. area. Yep. And they
1: call we call that the Miserable Mile in Mesa. Have you heard that expression
0: used? We used to. It's yeah. getting better now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I—I I don't mean to be a smart aleck when I say that, but the—the the arrival of light rail and the uh-huh. increased property values is really starting to take hold in, uh-huh. in that neighborhood.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. Definitely. So it's main and uh, main and extension, kind of that.
2: Yeah, in area. between uh, university and and Main Street. Uh-huh. So Um, it's just in a place of disrepair over years. And uh, the residents um, needed to basically move because of different um, aspects of uh, code violations and those kind of things. Uh, The city of Mesa went in and working with, for our city, working with different churches and that kind of thing. Um, said, you know what, guys, we have this over here. Can you help us out? Mm -hmm. And uh, so Forest City got together with some nonprofits and we looked at all of the strengths of the nonprofits and what we could actually do for the families there. So what we've done is we've provided um, opportunities for them to choose different options for housing. And uh, we've set up Uh, funding for them for first and last month's rent. We have uh, been providing communication to them in a newsletter. And uh, so it's ongoing. So they're empowered to move Mm -hmm. um, into safe housing and affordable housing. And what
1: happens when they move when they vacate those buildings, those those homes?
2: Well, basically, uh, those homes are being transitioned into uh, number one, safe property to own. Um, It is a property that will be sold eventually uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, so we're preventing a housing crisis for uh-huh. approximately 90 families oh my goodness mm-hmm. so it's so far um, it's just been a wonderful partnership between the faith-based community Mesa's nonprofits. Um, I can't speak highly enough. Uh, a New Leaf has really stepped in. That's a
1: great organization. They
2: really are. They have been uh, just absolutely wonderful. And, of course, Mesa United Way, who uh-huh. has provided um, their expertise with uh, getting the information to the mm-hmm. residents and that kind of thing.
1: There's a huge food bank there in, in, in Mesa yes, as well. Yes, And it is called?
2: It is called uh United Food Bank, yes. and it is the largest food dis- distribution in. I want to say, I know for sure the Southeast Valley. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. And are they par- helping with with? The, are they partnering in some way as well with with some food distribution to some of these needy families?
2: Um, well, we really haven't required their okay. services. Uh, for that, but they are uh, working with other faith based organizations mm-hmm. and churches. So, what
1: are some of the organizations that have have pitched in? And what are some of the, can you name some of the churches?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, we have had help from Central Christian Church. Mm-hmm. We've had help from um, some of our Hispanic communities. Mm-hmm. Um, Iglesia El Batel <laughs> congregation uh, with Pastor Luis Amea has uh-huh, been a uh-huh. uh, huge help. Uh, Pastor Magdalena Swartz has uh-huh. also been a real uh, go-getter and a real helper as far as especially communicating with the yes. residents there. Yes, so. yes.
1: So it, it is a largely Hispanic population that you're working with?
2: Yes, it's uh-huh. largely Hispanic.
1: Yes. And um, that's right in my old neighborhood, my church's neighborhood. Are you, Yes, it is. It's down you, the street. Down the street. Are you getting any, uh, any collaboration there?
2: <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> Uh, we do have representation from there uh, in Forest City, and good. of course, they're very active. So,
1: yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, tell tell us a story. Can you can you tell us a story about a family in particular that's really that has really been uh, impacted by what you're doing?
2: A- absolutely. Um, there's actually a couple. The one that I am thinking about, we actually. Um, were able to move her and five children into a new trailer.
1: A single mom.
2: A single mom with five kids who um, was absolutely scared because she didn't know what was going to happen to her trailer. Um, through the efforts of Pastor... Oh, so
1: some so some people that are living in, the, in mobile homes... Uh,
2: Right, that is a mobile home. It's actually a mobile home park. Some oh. of the trailers were in such disrepair. Oh,
1: that's what that's what this uh, Mesa Royale is a... Right. Oh, right. it's a mobile home park. Oh, right, 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 okay.
2: Some of the trailers were in very big disrepair yeah, from the 1930s. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so we had some pretty, pretty rough conditions. So uh, this one family, though... Um, they we were actually able to move them into a modern new mobile home park that was affordable, uh-huh. and uh, we were able to provide first and last month's rent. We were able to help get everything transferred, help with moving, and also with furniture. Oh, so. Wonderful,
1: and and was has a family been uh, has uh, has it been brought into a local Christian community?
2: Um, actually, yes, of course, it's, it's been really wonderful. Pastor Luis just has a heart. Um, He is a
1: very fine guy. He's just a, he's a gentleman's gentleman.
2: He really is. And you know, I really call him a pastor. He is a shepherd Uh, from beginning to end and, uh, just really has a heart for the people. So, um, he's still in contact with the family and, um, there are some other stories too that are just, would make you cry really when you see how they were living before yeah. and now they're empowered to live lives that are, are worthy of, of the God who created those people. It's so, wonderful. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, I, I gotta say, you know, when I, when I go to, Div- I've been, I was in Columbia here for a week, about 10 days back in April. And, you know, I've, I've seen some of the darker places, you know, the, the, just, uh, just screaming poverty and, uh, and we have places like that here, and people don't even they not even want to drive through those areas. They're they're afraid, and of course, you know, it, it's like seeing someone who's severely disabled, or someone with a severely disabled child. It's kind of we look away, because we you know we we just uh, it's so hard for us to to really enter into the the life and and the lo the losses of of those people, and really come come to them. But this it's where Jesus would be.
2: It is, exactly. It's where Jesus would be. It, it really is. Um, and I know that uh, as a leader of Forest City, I'm just absolutely grateful uh, for the leadership that we have and and for the mayor, you know, inviting us in. He's inviting the faith community mm-hmm. in to be um, the hands and feet of Christ in areas that are overlooked mm-hmm. many of the times. So.
1: Um. Another another item that you have on here, you, you have uh, something about veterans navigator training, and I know a little bit about that. And uh, talk about that. That's something else you're doing, is that right, uh, Mayor Mayor Giles?
0: Yes. Well, uh, this is something um, that we've been working on in Mesa, I think, fairly successfully for about the past year or so. We we accepted a national challenge uh, called the Mayor's Challenge to End, End Veterans Homelessness, and Mesa has, I think, a, a history a, a of uh, being a compassionate community, so this is not something we really just started from scratch on we 've got some some great homeless shelters of of different varieties uh, that go back you know decades in mesa but we we did fairly recently uh, uh, take on the specific challenge of of doing what we can to help the 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 uh, the at risk veterans community so uh, as a result of uh, participate in this program over the last year we were able to house 70 veterans uh through working with the veterans administration and and a and a, a voucher program uh, that the city of mesa administers for the veterans uh for the va uh so we feel really good about that uh, and that again that was mainly uh, through outreach uh, that uh, that for our cities was able to do de Cristo, other uh folks that are engaged in in um outreach to the uh, to the to the homeless population and, and specifically the veterans population. So we were anxious to to th- th- this. Of course, is not something you check a box and say we're done. This is <laughs> you learn how to do it and then hopefully do it over and over and over again. Uh, so uh, I really appreciate for our city uh, stepping up and and uh, doing this training so that the faith community has the skills and the expertise it needs to know what resources they can help. Uh, direct the at-risk veterans population to. Are,
1: are you connecting at all with the Arizona Coalition for Military Families?
2: Um, I believe that's actually where we started from. It actually started from there and came into the city of Mesa. So through the city manager's office, they approached for our city and said, hey, this would be really great. And I said, you're absolutely right. It would be really great. For us to provide this, uh,
1: you may or you may know this because you're doing some work with veterans. But let me just interject this: the last person I interviewed in here was uh, Thomas Winkle, and uh, he and his wife launched this. Uh, it's, it's actually an organization that's funded in part by the Governor's Office uh, Arizona Coalition for Military Families. Are you familiar a bit with what they do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, they've done a great job in work. Also, with the city of Phoenix uh, adopted this program before we did, so we, we've learned a lot from uh, from the way that they've managed this mm-hmm. as well.
1: And one of the things that I'm, I'm actually working with them uh, through some of the work I'm doing with American Bible Society. American Bible Society has an Armed Services Ministry, and uh, what we want to, what we want to do is. Uh, Oh, we are running out of time. But w- what we want to do is, is uh, bring together leaders of the faith community for a valley-wide uh, conversation symposium uh, to talk about we, with all the veteran services that, uh, that you can imagine are available to veterans. There's no lack of services. They just don't know how to find them. And for churches, to just to step in is, and, and to be information points. And uh, so we're talking about that. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk some more about this in Mesa, bring our resources together. Hey, we'll be back. The time just flies by. Uh, Come back. We're going to pray for you before we go home today and before you go home if you're listening at work. Back for a, we're back for a few uh, last minutes with you, with you all, and I just want to say thanks to our guest, Mayor uh, John Giles, has come all the way over to 24th Street and Camelback from Mesa to be with us live in the studio. And uh, Linda Mosier has been with us, and she leads Forest City Mesa. and We were talking about this. Uh, we, we want you to be involved, and uh, we, we're talking about the Mesa Royal uh challenge and new leaf it's an organization in mesa is also involved maybe you know about them and um uh, uh, linda i wanted her to mention this the special training now the veterans navigator training tell us about that
2: uh that will be held on wednesday october 5th at mesa salvation army from 9 a.m to 2 p.m uh lunch will be provided there is room i think right now for about 20, 20 more people um and that is for faith leaders who are concerned about uh, communicating and uh, helping our veterans. Churches
1: can be resources for veterans yes. in terms of providing information. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated system to navigate because there's so many services, and it's sometimes veterans, especially those who are in need, don't know how to find their way through the system. Yes. So we would love to see churches represented, and we're going we to try to call together a symposium in the fall as well, just for for faith leaders. Because one in 10, I don't know if you know this, but one in 10 adults in, in Arizona is a veteran. Yeah. And that's according to uh, Veterans Administration website. Yep. And uh, I ask Mayor Giles, uh, you have a family? and uh, Yes, you know? I've
0: got five great kids, five great grandkids, uh, most of whom are in Mesa. So I, I've got selfish motivations for working on Mesa.
1: So, what good, encouraging thing could you share with our our listening audience?
0: Well, uh, I, I've just expressed my appreciation uh, to the folks at Mesa for giving me this great opportunity. This is a, a great community. I, I don't. Uh, I, I love all of the communities of Maricopa County, but uh, there's something about, uh, and I'm, I'm sure each mayor would would uh, express a similar sentiment, but. Uh, Mesa is a great place. It, to me, it's a, it's a city that's got some, some core values that, that uh, direct us in, in how we do things. And, and part of that is a, is a passion about education. The other is a, a passion of, for being of service to our fellow man. So it's a great Say place. a quick
1: prayer for our audience, okay, Linda? you got Father, 10 seconds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Father God, thank you so much for this listening audience. Lord, I pray that you bless them spiritually, emotionally, physically, and behaviorally. In Jesus' name. Amen.